It takes an extraordinary team to embark on an extraordinary mission. WealthVest presents the 99 Best Marketing Ideas, a podcast dedicated to bringing financial advisors the most cutting-edge marketing strategies. Listen in as your fellow advisors share their top ideas to help you conquer your marketing needs. Hello and welcome to another 99 Best Ideas podcast brought to you by WealthFest. Now today, we have somebody who has a very unique history and actually a very, very unique present. Not only has he been an advisor and is an advisor, but he's also been on the wholesaling side. And his business partner has been 20 years in the business actually directly as an advisor. And we're going to be talking to Bryce Hamilton. Now, Bryce, here's the deal. Yep. I'm really, really, really interested in why you have gone back and forth between you know a, a substantial amount of time on the on the wholesale side and now mm-hmm. kind of doing both but really focusing on on the retail side well, why did that happen and why is that so important to the growth of your practice today well me getting into this industry the door that I walked through was wholesaling so that was the door that was open and it was opened by a dear dear family friend who's probably one of the most significant people in my life. But get, walking into the industry, I just wanted to get into the industry at the end of the day, whether it was a, as an FA, with private equity, whatever. I just wanted, I knew at some point I was going to be in finance. And that was the first door that presented itself, was, was getting through the wholesale market. I, and now granted, at that time, this was in the, in the late 90s or, or really 2000, we the living benefit was just invented by Equitable, and that was the company I was working for. And it was funny is that I spent a major you know every every day prior to me joining there, uh, my lifelong ambition was to be a professional golfer. In fact, the first day of not being on the golf course was my first day of orientation as a wholesaler. Wow! So. Anyway, it was just the door I walked into, you know, as as a whole. And I got really, really lucky by surrounding myself with with Hall of Famers in this industry. Now, to your to your point and your question, respectful of, you know, how has that helped me regarding the FA business? I mean, there was a couple of things. I had done it for thirteen years. I was presented with an opportunity with a dear friend to join his practice, and you know, like anything, you know, our families dictate what we do. And my family, you know, I have a wife and three kids and they they were young and, you know, it, wholesaling is a difficult business because you spend a lot of time away from your family on the road. So I made the switch to join the FA ranks and also, and, and, and because of quality of life for my family, but also is I saw a tremendous opportunity here within the market of Monterey and and this the the business that we started of Vestas Group. Well, I, uh, the, and so let's move right to that, right? So you yeah. saw this amazing opportunity, and you've really stayed in that lane, Bryce. Let's talk about that lane and talk about how you have used that that time uh, with this sort of income focused training that you used to train advisors, and how have you yeah. brought that to your practice now? Yeah, we only we only focus on retirement planning. We are a retirement planning firm. We we deal with predominantly people who are five to ten years from retirement or five to ten years into retirement. And, and you know, I saw the writing on the wall I, when I started in this industry. It was the it really was the perfect storm. You know, you have the baby boomer generation 
that is at, at that time they hadn't come through the system. They were just starting to, and there was this, you know, and people were hypothecating about what the effects were of this industry. So I knew that there was going to be an exciting time if I could get more indirect alignment, more in front of that traffic. Um, I think the cha- most challenging part of wholesaling is is you do a lot of really good for the clients, but from a gratification standpoint, you don't really see them. Sure. You know, I mean, one of my favorite things is celebrating the day our clients retire. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's such a great, I mean, you t- you're talking about people who've worked 20, 30, 40 years of their life for that, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to celebrate with them. That's, you know what, uh, that's one of those things that I think a lot of advisors don't pause and realize mm-hmm. that level of impact, Bryce, that, that you have helped somebody achieve something. I mean, what else do you work for for 40 freaking years, right, dude? Right. I mean, that's pretty much it. Now, so that's really one of the things that makes you unique and different. And, and remember, this is a marketing podcast, so the people who are listening to this really right. want to know how you're freaking killing it. Let's yeah. talk about that, right? So so you've got a very hyper-focused market, but you face some challenges, which I think a lot of other listeners do, because you're actually in a rather small marketplace. Let's talk about how you've been able to be successful when you are able to do a 10,000 piece mailer yeah, instead of a hundred thousand piece mailer because of how many people you have in Monterey. Well, and quite honestly, we don't even get to do a 10,000 piece mailer because we only have 9,800 people <laughs> in <from> our demographic. <laughs> so, so economically it's better, but from the standpoint, from, you know, from, from mailer standpoint, but it, it also, I think it makes us have to be that much better because of, of who we are in the market. You know, we're in a, even though we have only 9,800 people who are 55 and older that have more than a half a million dollars of assets, that's it, right? And, and quite honestly, we don't even, it's probably even smaller than that because a lot of that is on second homes because of where we are in Carmel. But the, in terms of a marketing standpoint, as, uh, you, know, as I, you and I were talking before, is a majority of our business is, is stem from seminars and being really good at seminars. And we don't look at this as a, an opportunity to share with our clients how much we know. This is, we look at this as an opportunity, as really as an audition. Is hear who we are, but we also understand that for this to be a successful relationship, a lot of it is built on trust. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is built on confidence. And, and some of that comes from our experience and our knowledge, but also is just who we genuinely are. So I, I love that you just called it an audition. I've never heard anybody say that, and that's freaking brilliant. But the other yeah. thing is, as we were kind of just warming up for the podcast and we were sure. talking about what we were going to talk about, you also said that most advisors who do do seminars have the wrong focus. And why you've been so successful is because you believe that you have the right focus. Let's share that with yeah. our audience. Yeah. So, okay. So what we found is that at the end of the day, you got to start with what you want. You, what do you want to happen as a result of the seminar? And for us is we want them to come to our office and meet with us. We want appointments, right? So we have to, in our presentation, is we have to start with that as the end goal. And we have to overcome every objection that they could have for not wanting to meet with us. And that could be, I already have an advisor. I don't trust advisors. I'm going to do it yourself. Whatever it is. I mean, we go through this whiteboard exercise of creating why is it that people wouldn't want to meet us. And we tailor our comments that, that evening to what's going on. And most of those things are personal. They're not about the market. 
they're not about politics. I mean, some are, and you know, this time, but it's a fraction of really what that is, of, of what you're trying to convey to them and what their decision-making is. It comes down to who they are, what their, what their persona is, what they're bringing, the baggage they bring with them, and, and how can we overcome those objections versus what I've seen when I was wholesaling is that everybody typically tries to share with you, here's how much I know. Here's the markets and let's talk about the bull market. And the, it's not about that. Right. It really isn't. It's, it's about who you are personally. And, and who they are and what do they want. Well, the other thing that you said that I loved, Bryce, was was your part. So you split the the seminar with, with your business partner, Mark. Yes. But you talk about something, and when you were explaining it to me, I just thought to myself, man, everybody needs to hear that because it's a story-based sort of way that you connect with your audience, and it's a really eye-opening thing that's going to force them to take action. Would you mind sharing the story that you share? Yeah, definitely. It goes back to what is it you want? You know, what is it they want? And at the end of the day, what what is retirement? Retirement is all about freedom. It's about doing what you want to do when you want to do it with who you want to do it. And so the greatest sense of freedom that anybody that we've read about that, that someone can experience is actually climbing and summiting Mount Everest. And we think about all of the work that people go, the folks who have climbed Mount Everest, it, it goes into the actual preparation. Some people, it's years, decades of their life in the preparation of climbing Mount Everest. And, and that's whether it's the financial and the physical and the mental part of it. It's very much like retirement. You spent 20, 30, 40 years of your life trying and working and clawing to get this accomplishment or, or the sense of freedom. Now, at the same time, where's the most dangerous and scary place on Earth? It's also the top of Mount Everest. Very much like in retirement is most people who retire that we have found is, aside from the fact is once they figure out what they want to do is, is it's not necessarily they want to make the right step or the right decision, is they just don't want to make the wrong decision. Absolutely. And just like on Mount Climbing, you know, coming down from Mount Everest, it's the, it's the biggest first step is coming down from the highest place on earth. And, and, but to accomplish that freedom, you have to, you have to plan it. And, and one of the things that we talk about, or I talk about in my portion of the presentation, is where do all the tragedies happen? Do they happen on the way up or do they happen on the way down? And, and 75% of them happen on the way down. And actually, most of them happen in what they call as the death zone, which is the top 10% of Mount Everest. And just like in retirement planning, we've coined it, not as, as pithy as the death zone, probably wouldn't sell a lot, um, <laughs> but we call it the retirement red zone, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where all the dangers happen. If you don't have a plan or you retire in a bad year, and let's face it, when do most people retire? Well, stats say that two-thirds of people retire in bad years, bear markets. Why? Health, family, and most prominently is what's your actual company that you work for doing is there you're probably a subject of or or a, a, a casualty of a layoff. Yes. That's unfortunate. So you're forced into a, you're already swimming upstream. So, okay. You know, so, that, so we, I'm gonna, that's why we use this, the Mount Everest images and, as a story. And I love the red zone aspect. So let's just take a moment and, and break that down just a little bit. So I want everybody who's listening to think about that. 
you know, so many people are are spending so much time planning up, you know, to that point of retirement. You know, yeah. are you going to have the income that you need? You know, when is it going to be and all of that stuff? But but what Bryce is saying is the scariest time, the most dangerous time is after they retire. And you as an advisor need to be able to provide them with not just confidence, but resources. And Bryce, I think that's another thing that you guys offer that has allowed you to continue to have unbelievable success. And we talked a little bit about this, which is the relationship coach, or when you we were kind of warming up, you're like, Matt, sometimes yeah. I feel like a freaking therapist, right, when I'm sitting there. Exactly. But let's talk about you actually bringing some extra resources to help people have the confidence that after they retire, they're going to have something to retire to, and it's not going to yeah. be as dangerous. Would you mind sharing? Yeah, I would love to. And, and one of the things that we did, and we were, we're still kind of going through it, I guess it was in the fall, we started a brand audit, and we hired a third party to interview... 20, I guess it was, it was about 25 of our clients. And they, they, those clients were, you know, our A clients, our B clients, our C, you know, representative of, of kind of the smattering of our book of business. And quite, and quite honestly, we just asked them a few, few simple questions of, or the third party did, of what is it that they like about the experience that we have with them and, and, and their time? And what is it that they could see us improve? Or what other services could we provide? And one of them that we found, and you know, as we were talking earlier, is that in an, in a time where information is so readily available, yet the thing that they kept coming back to is they want more information. And so one of the things that we're doing is we're providing Saturday, call them like coffee meetings, you know, where it's very informal, and we'll do things on cybersecurity. We'll do things on um, identity theft. We'll do things on, you know, we're, we're now starting to, to, we're working with a woman who specializes in the last phase of their life. And I don't mean, you know, terminally ill and whatever, but just like having their affairs. And this is outside of the things like uh, wills and trusts and, you know, all that stuff. This, this is more about the, the human experience that you have with other people, the relationships you have with family, the relationships you have with community. And, and being able to have that finality on your own terms with, within relationship. So it's funny is that even though we are so centric on finance and money, is the thing that they wanted was more than mm-hmm. finance and money. And for us, and, and you know, this is kind of what brought up the joke of, I feel like I'm an, an amateur psychiatrist, and then I should have a, a couch in my office, is that it's half the time it's about trying to figure out what people you know, the retirement, like helping paint that picture. But a lot of it is just, it's the relationships, yeah. you know? And and so focusing on that unique experience for them. And, and what I mean by unique, it's personal. Mm-hmm. Because this is a very personal business. And I lump ourselves in the category of, of meaningful people in people's lives as doctors and attorneys. Because, I mean, let's face it, after one's health, most people, the, their wealth is the most important, you know, aside from their family. And so if we, can, if we can do things that help with their family as well as their wealth, I think we're providing a, a really a unique experience. Yeah. Well, now, one of the things that, that uh, WealthFest is always very, very interested in in these podcasts is, is execution. Yeah. How do you, and let's talk about your team, so let's say mm-hmm. you do a seminar and you do these things, how are you following up and making sure that all of the boxes are checked, the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, yeah. to make sure that you guys are executing? Do you mind sharing that one? 
Yeah, no, no. It, well, first of all, it's a team. You know, I know a lot of it we've talked about me and talked about, you know, my portion of the seminar and what have you is, you know, my, my partner is an exact compliment to me. He's a Stanford engineer who every day he wakes up in the morning and goes, there's a better way. Like that's his mantra. So first of all, structurally, how we built our firm is I'm more of a front of the house and the client experience. He's more of the planning and the, and the asset management piece. We are actually because of the diligence of asset management, and we're actually now in the process of bringing that in-house, and we just hired an individual who's going to do that for us. So that allows us to be more centric to the clients and to the seminars and to be able to provide the follow-up. Now, we have a very defined process and we have a very defined team. So I have three people in operations on our team. One of them is responsible for the actual appointments. You know, So when we do a seminar... We kind of look at it from the standpoint of like being a doctor. You know, the nurse, when you go to the doctor, the nurse is the one who preps you, gets your weight, takes your blood pressure. And then the doctor comes and goes, hey, here's the diagnosis. Let's write the, pre-, you know, and then they leave, right? And go to, go to the front desk. Go. That's how we do it too, is that we view our time as most valuable spending on what our value is, right? So we let our staff handle the appointments and all of the prep, just like a nurse does versus in, in a physician's practice. We do confirmation calls. We immediately, the very next day, we send them risk allies so everybody can take a risk tolerance exam and see where they are. They have an opportunity to put their assets in there. Um, and so that's where we start. We also give them an inventory sheet. So when they come to meet with us, we're, we, they're bringing everything with them. You know, they're, te- they're bringing us uh, who they are, where their assets are, what their budget is, which actually is probably the most one of my favorite exercises to do with people is is really figure out how much do you spend a month. And it's funny when you have a, a husband and wife. I, I'm here to tell you, you know, a lot of these guys they think a box of cereal is like twelve bucks. Like they don't have any <laughs> idea what they're spending on. So, so it's just like having that coming together experience of of what are you really spending money on. So once we have all of that in-house and we talk to them. And, and again, it's to us, it's an audition. We're, we're asking them clients. We don't charge anything for the first meeting. In fact, we will actually build the plan. We have enough confidence ourselves and we've seen this work for the last six years is we will actually build the plan and say, look, if you, you know, it's, you have a win-win situation. Worst case situation is you don't, for us, is you don't want to do business with us and you have a free plan that most people would spend probably three to $5,000 mm-hmm. That doesn't usually happen. I mean, in fact, very rarely do they walk away with that. But being in that experience, in that in that situation where they don't feel like they're bound to this relationship, we feel like one, we just think it's the right thing to do. And the worst case is we've educated somebody and they're in a better situation. Whether they want to do anything with it or not, that's up to them. Sure. And then then the next thing is is then we come in if they do want to do it, then we really dig into what the investments are. What we what we're using, you know, kind of that's where we're tweaking things. You've won. Do you understand what we're presenting to you? Mm-hmm. Is everything factual? Like, is our you know all of a sudden something come out like ah you know what we're I know we said we spend six thousand dollars a month, but the reality is we spend nine thousand dollars a month. <laughs> you know, yeah, which happens. Sure, right? it's all of a sudden like just the truth comes out in the course of this time. So you know we have a very defined experience. So once I kind of bring everything in get all the inventory, survey the thing. My partner, Mark, he does the planning. He does the tax situation, even though he's not a CPA, but taking everything into consideration. Mm-hmm. 
We use a platform called in- Income Solver for a finan- for a retirement planning. I know there's a lot of great software. Oh, sure. That's just the one that we like. We, we're the biggest fan of them. And and then he handles that. And then our assistants, they step in and, you know, from paperwork. So we don't get bogged down with that. Well, and um, I think that's brilliant. So, so first off, thank you for saying yeah. income solver, right? Because that's one of the things I think our listeners are always looking for is, is new tools that you really believe in that help. But I, I need to back up here. I'm going to hit the pause button and the reverse button at the same time. The pause okay. first button. Here is the, what is brilliant about your setup and execution is each of you stay in your lane and it's not all about Bryce. It's not all about Mark. It's about the freaking team. I want everybody to write that down and to think about that. How can you change the format of your practice so that it is more like a doctor's office so you can stay in your lane and have other people do the stuff that you know deep down that you shouldn't be doing because it's not your skill set. Surprisingly enough, everybody, there are people out there who can be assistants, biz dev people, they can be presenters, they can be whatever operations, you know what, and that's what they get up for. Just like just like Mark, Bryce's business partner, he lives for how can we do things better, right? That's his engineering mindset. And then Bryce is the front of the house, and then just like this nurse analogy, he's got the nurses who come in and do the other stuff that you guys really shouldn't be doing. And I think that from an execution standpoint, that's one of the reasons why that this partnership has grown so exponentially. Now, a couple more questions before we wrap up, Bryce. So if you had one piece of advice for new agents and advisors, what would it be? Don't do it yourself. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you just yeah, totally teed yourself up for that one, brother. It, it's and I know that's a really hard thing to do. I mean, let's you could do it. You you could you can do it. But I I have not met anybody who's good at everything to really truly provide a significant value to clients. And also, you're also not your best self. Sure. You know, so it's like anything, if you, you know, any, use any sports analogy, why would you make an offensive player play defense? They're not good at it. Even the best athletes in the world. So why would you do something in business that you're not good at? It doesn't make sense. I will say, and I just want to touch on point, which kind of brings your last comments to staying in your lane and to us. And and this kind of, you're coming to why you can't do it yourself. So every Monday morning we have a meeting, a team meeting, and it's really cool because Everybody shares what they're going through. You know, okay, here's, you know, kind of the bullet eyes. Where are we on Mrs. Smith? Where are we on the, you know, everyone there? And, and so they can tell you exactly because they're really good at whatever that portion of it is. But also they have an opportunity to express how can we be better? How can we make things automated? For example, don't ever let me do paperwork because I am terrible at it. Quite honestly, my team reminds me of it. So that's good. <laughs> but that's just an example of like, don't do this yourself. Find partners and teams because not only will you be better, but your clients will be better too. Totally. I mean, that really is, yeah. The the last thing in the world I want is for, you know, I go back to, this is going to date myself here, but there have been a couple of professional athletes who decided to play other sports. I'm sure you can remember some of those. Oh, yeah. yeah, And and they sucked, right? I mean, you know, Michael Jordan is a great example. He sucked at baseball. Greatest basketball, whatever. One of the best basketball players ever, but holy crap, he really sucked at baseball. All right, the last question is, and I think this is the meat and potatoes here, brother, is... Why in the heck are you working so hard? What what is your why here? 
Well, <laughs> well, depending who you ask, probably my wife and three kids. No, but I, you know, it's funny is I love the, I love the why, you know, Simon Sinek, right? What's your why? One of my favorite Ted talks, one of my favorite uh, books I've ever read. Quite honestly, I don't think of it looking, I, it's not, to me, it's not working hard. It's solving problems for clients it is, is, you know, we were talking before my favorite day is the day they retire. And to be able to see that they have pigment in their skin and not white knuckling it and they're doing it with a smile, like there is no, there, there's, there's nothing greater. We've created this tagline of retire right. I think what retiring right is, is, a, is comfort, is knowing that having that freedom of comfort, um, that's what makes me, me work, call, you know, call it working hard or whatever, but that's why I get up. Nice. It really is fun. Now, if uh, if anybody wants to find out a little bit more about who you are, uh, what what's the best way for them to maybe kind of watch you from from the background or contact you? Should they just follow you on social? Because I mean, you're pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, we actually, if you look at Vestas Group, we we've now starting to get more social social media there. You know, I I love this business from the standpoint I love people's different perspectives. Mm. And I'm more than welcome to talk to people. I mean, call me. Okay. That was actually one of the, my favorite thing about the wholesaling world was, is I got to meet really good professionals. Mm-hmm. And I don't have all the answers. You know, Mark and I just came back from our uh, BD's leadership council. And the best thing about those events are sitting down with other really successful people totally. who create unique situations for their clients. So yeah, either hit me up on LinkedIn and I'd love to, uh, I'd love to talk to you. And, and learn more about your practice because I'm sure we can evolve some stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd be, I'm an open book, you know? It's awesome, dude. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an open book on what we do. Well, Bryson, that's one of the reasons why we really wanted to have you on this uh, 99 Best Ideas podcast because the first time I met you, you know, I really felt that way. I was like, wow, this guy's like really sharing and is open and really wants to help the industry. And and all of us at Wealthfest truly want to help you or, or thank you for that. And we're going to make sure that we have the links to your LinkedIn profile and your website in our show notes. So thank you very much for your thought leadership today, man. I really appreciate it, Matt. It's a a privilege to be a part of your program. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come off a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you know anybody who needs to hear this, uh, just quickly click click, share button. Super, super simple. And if you have not gone to the Wellfest website recently, there's all sorts of wonderful new stuff, new ideas, new marketing ideas, and new people to connect with. Make sure you go to Wellfest.com. So for everybody at Wellfest and everybody at Partvestus, Right? That's your organization, right? Yeah. Yeah. For Bryce and Mark, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The mere appearance of content on the site does not constitute an endorsement by WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. WealthFest or Top Advisor Marketing do not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. WealthFest or Top Advisor Marketing does not warrant the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any sites listed or linked to any content. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.